If you are a young professional and got endless questions about modern living and career development, this is the right place. My name is Trish and welcome to Ask Trishy Podcast. Many of us spend at least a third of our adult lives in the workplace, so it should be no surprise that romance in the workplace can be ever-present. One of our most primal desires is to be loved and appreciated for who we are. Love, attraction, infatuation are all natural human impulses. Of course, these impulses will affect our workplace one way or another. I have been in the workplace for 10 years. Personally, I have witnessed some success stories, but most of the time, these things do not end the way we wish to be. For today's episode, we will talk about workplace romance. My guest for today is a labor relations manager. He is a lawyer and currently taking a Master of Science in HR Management in University of Santo Tomas. I would like to welcome attorney Leandro Santos II. Hi, Doi. Thank you for being in the show. I'll go straight ahead to our main topic na. As a professional, Doi, who has been in the HR field for years, can you please define what workplace romance is all about? Hi, Trish. In a general uh, term, uh, workplace romance happens when um, two employees, or uh, regardless of how we define no, uh, the status of a particular employee, um, develops a certain degree of Um, consensual uh, agreement that they are in a uh, relationship uh, romantically. So, uh, I don't think uh, there are a specific definition naman that we could uh, use para talagang to specifically pinpoint that this is a workplace uh, romance. Uh, but in a general, based on my years, um, it is often considered uh, whenever um, co-workers starts to have a romantic relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, because I've been reading articles about it and I can see naman that workplace romance can affect positively and negatively to both parties. Pero an individual, from from their perspective, um, their job performance, their motivation increases significantly. And we have heard naman about some couples who already met at work, fell in love, got married. And given the number of hours naman talaga that they spent at work, it's not surprising that many love stories have been made in the workplace. Unfortunately, the badoy, um, not all love stories end happily. But even if they do, the potential problems employers face from romantic relationships at work should not be ignored. So, what are some of the workplace issues that can arise when employees of the same ranking get romantically involved? Um, generally speaking, uh, you're correct. Um, there's really nothing wrong, innately wrong with having relationship, as I've said, consensual romantic relationship with a co-worker. I think the nuance happens when um, the company provides for certain policy or even an even unwritten policy, be it written or unwritten, that there is a certain discouragement as to a relationship. No? Um, so I, num- the number one uh, problem that they could face primarily is whenever there's an express discouragement or even an express mm-hmm. violation uh, that would uh, merit uh, some potential uh, administrative liabilities in the workplace. So depending on the nature of the work that they do, I mean, if they are the same rank, Um, they could face potential uh, administrative liabilities depending on the policy of the company. So it's a, it's a, it, could, it could range from potential termination 
or uh, a simple sanction or a transfer depending on the direction of the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Because um, actually, I received a request naman regarding sa ad- nagpapa-advice siya about her current okay. situation. So, I'll read it through na lang. So, sabi niya, Hi yep. Trish, I belong to a small team. At first, akala ko I was just imagining things na may favoritism sa team namin. And there's this one colleague that gets to have a lot of opportunities being out there presenting our team's performance to the board. Only to find out, eventually, my boss likes her pala. The rest of the team felt bad about it. Is this even legal and just? Hope to hear from you soon. So, can you please tell us, ano ba yung implication or ano ba yung mga consequence kapag yeah. na-love ang supervisor sa isang subordinate? Does it have a heavier uh, ethical implication? Mm, this is something that's very different about labor law kasi. Um, siguro just a uh, background. Um, that part of the reason why I wanted to practice labor law um, in comparison to the other fields of law is because for me, uh, siguro, uh, it's it's best if I would provide a disclaimer then, ano. But I think um, with the experience or the amount of years that I've invested in labor, um, I feeling ko naman I have a good grasp of of the general framework. Uh, so, sa labor, uh, it's really kubaga. It, it has more uh, what you call this gray area. It's not always black and white. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very critical. Um, when, when it's very critical for people to appreciate, or I mean, employees in particular, that um, a particular company could declare a particular act acceptable and the rest not acceptable. So, ang simple parameter lang natin ng violation as provided for under the law are really the grounds for termination. If you would look at the labor code, uh, pito ata or anim, then analogous cases would cover it. So, ang binigay lang sa atin, uh, what was provided for by the law, are those parameters. And then, there are several decisions of the Supreme Court that interpreted those situations. So, parang nanganak na lang siya. It has different appreciations na uh, based on those initial list. Uh, if a particular act could, should be termination or should only merit suspension. So, going back to the question, I would be providing the, if I would be advising this particular colleague, um, the first thing that I would explain to her is the responsibility of a supervisor. So that is going to be very critical in the appreciation of, of her problem. Yeah. As a supervisor, it is also well-defined what your duties and responsibilities are. Okay. Once you are a supervisor, it carries with it a heavier degree of trust and confidence. If I'm going to differentiate a rank-and-file employee as against a supervisor, that's the easy way, uh, easiest way I could distinguish. I trust this particular uh, the supervisor um, heavier uh, or more, if you could say so. Be- that's why I provided him or her of additional responsibility. So, uh, what's the implication when when a supervisor is given more uh, trust and confidence? So, in I would not go into the details, but um, putting it simply, if I lose that trust and confidence, it could be a valid ground for me to separate the supervisor. It's not apples to apples. It's not direct. Pero, but that's the general uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Once the employer has a well-founded belief that uh, this particular employee could no longer be trusted, um, the employer could initiate an investigation, uh, the notice to explain, etc. So I think that's the general uh, illegality that could arise from that situation. If this particular supervisor, if it could be uh, proven that he is particularly 
um, uh, what you call this, giving preference to a particular uh, member of the team, it could account for abuse of authority. Uh, meaning, at a, de- at a detriment of uh, other team members. The better situation would be if the policy of the management often referred to as code of ethics, code of conduct, if they could, ha- if they have well-defined situations of what could be abuse of authority. So for me, it, based on my appreciation, again, a disclaimer, uh, if, for me, it's my interpretation that abuse of authority could be a ground for loss of trust and confidence. So depending on the situation that would be happening in the investigation, uh, if other individuals or witnesses could provide actual proof that this is really happening and it's affecting the the performance of the other team members, I could make that argument. Okay, but again, uh, that the reason why I started with the explanation that in in labor law, uh, it's really not a hard and fast rule. Um, we could also appreciate the situation um, as something as difficult to prove. Um, there would be several nuances that could um, come into play, um, like. Uh, how confident am I that I am capable of proving that a preference is being provided? Diba? That's another thing to consider uh, for this question. If I'm going to voice it out, what could be the potential impact? Uh, how confident am I in proving my case? Because not that I'm saying that it's wrong to voice out. At the end of the day, I agree with that. I, I think given the choice, if you think something wrong is happening, it's better for you to voice it out. So, my advice, actually, is not first to exhaust the, the legality or illegality of the situation. My advice, actually, is really go to HR and talk to a business partner in particular yeah. and, and, yeah, and voice out what's happening. Um, I think by doing so, he could, she could already have a, a uh, what do you call this, a better appreciation of what he or she could do, hoping that the, the business partner or the HR that you will go to is well-versed on what's also the policies of the company. Um, so he could, she could be given, in, he or she could be given an advice that, um, okay, um, maybe we could approach it this way. Let's talk to the manager. Uh, let's ask him or her uh, that, uh, about what's happening, confront her with the situation. We've received an anonymous, um, not complaint, but an issue or uh, an incident report about, about these things. Then, they could talk about it, okay? But again, it's not a it's not always going to be a smooth transaction. Because the moment that it will happen, it would already have a direct impact in the relationship of the team. Not that it would matter, but uh, I think it's it's a worthy of consideration. Um, if this particular employee is willing to undergo that um, activity. Sorry for the lengthy answer, but that's my that's my appreciation of the question. Well, I was actually expecting that you'd really explain it. I mean, from your legal and HR perspective, uh, it could really be something that we can keep in mind when voicing out these types of issues. But generally speaking, what are the things that they should do or perhaps consider if they want to engage in romantic relationships at work? I would answer it in my personal experience, no? Um, undermining first my my legal background. Okay, if you are a rank and file employee, I think you could explore or entertain the idea as a rank and file employee. Okay, um, because it is more manageable for you. Uh, again, I'm going back to the responsibilities of a rank and file employee. If you are just doing operational work, etc., 
I, I think it's it could be fine. Provided you're not, uh, this is another nuance under the law, um, it's not just supervisors or managers that are given more trust and confidence. Uh, it, they are called confidential employees. That's the that's the general uh, bracket of uh, of those occupying uh, highly uh, what do you call this or positions vested with heavier trust and confidence. Mga confidential employee. So all supervisors and managers could be classified under that. Tas meron pang isa. Uh, those are the rank and file uh, employees occupying naman um, confidential positions. These are the bank tellers. Uh, those that are handling confidential information. So, if if you're a rank and file employee and you don't have any exposure, naman under that those circumstances, I think you have more leeway to explore. Okay, but if you are a manager or a supervisor, my advice is to not entertain anymore. It's really difficult to. I mean, you are there's a possibility that you would be providing unnecessary burden on your part. I am of the view as a manager. I am of the view that the main purpose of work, or I mean, being an employee, is actually to go to work. Saying that it's wrong to fall in love in the workplace, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's just secondary. Yeah. So if there's anything that could undermine your primary obligation at the workplace, my immediate uh, advice would be to to no longer entertain, um, because it could affect the initial and the primary um, what you call this goal of why you are working. I know there are several, several, several works that are or duties that are really toxic. You need an outlet. It's an advantage if you could have those outlet in the workplace, and if the company could provide other avenues for you for that. I mean, um, if they provide uh, what you call this uh, engagement activities that could somehow diminish those pressure and toxicity. No, that's the best. But I think those things should also happen outside the workplace. Uh, very critical sa akin yung differentiation of work, work, life, life. I mean, there's a work-life balance. If you could mix it in the workplace, that's good. But for me, it's just a bonus. So it part of, for me, as an employee, my obligation really is to do the work there. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm not sounding too uh, autocratic, no? But uh, that's the, that's how I, I think that's how I appreciate, um, how, how I appreciate, I mean, the main tenor or line of thought that an employee should have. Uh, and then explore other things outside the workplace. So I mean, that's my main ano rin, eh, guideline of if if a work is really uh, what to call this conducive for me. If after going to work, I'm incapable of finding those things, like I mean, romantic relationships in particular, there might, I might be in a wrong workplace because your work should not be consuming you. Eh. I mean that your only option is to fall in love in the workplace. So uh, for me, that's that that's sending a bad signal on on how you are doing your life or your work in general. My second advice: if it cannot be avoided, understand your positions. Understand your positions. So for a rank and file employee who falls in love, sa supervisor, be it supervisor niya or hindi, or a higher ranking official, his or her main uh, question should be. Am I willing to give up my work for this person? Because that's the easiest way to avoid to avoid any conflict that could arise later on. So again, you again, what I've said, it's unnecessarily putting a burden on you. Your obligation is to work at the workplace, and for you to have this additional stress in on top of the work that you do, uh, it's really something. So uh, he or she should be able to answer that question. Okay. So for if you are a manager, supervisor, 
regardless of who you fall in love with, my answer is try to avoid it. If you're a rank-and-file employee occupying confidential position, try to avoid it. But if you are a rank-and-file employee not occupying confidential position and your partner is a confidential employee or a manager, ask that question. And if you're willing to, to do that, then so be it. But this, will, would, this would all have an exemption if the company is okay with it. Again, that's another thing. That's why it's, it's very fluid when it comes to HR. Some companies might not care at all. So long as you think we'd be, we would be discussing it later on, as long as it's not going to border into illegality. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Agree with you on that. Actually, marami din mo lang tatanong sa akin if I'm pro-workplace romantic relationships. And sa totoo lang talaga, it really can be hassled kasi you're there to work. And bonus yeah. talaga if you can mix it with some other things. Thank you for enlightening us with that type of information. Sobrang helpful siya to those who are listening to this episode. But we all know naman na business involves people. Diba? People interact in the workplace, they engage, sometimes they flirt, and some take it too far. And the difference between romance and harassment is a very fine line of reciprocity. Ito naman, we'll go to the dark side of workplace romance. And as you know, women are common victims of sexual harassment. What can female employees do if this casual engagement leads to harassment? Ayan. Um, so, if, if we're talking about harassment na, um, luckily, it is well-defined under the law. But also, that's another downside of, of, of things because it's very specific. So, if I may, if I, based on my recollection, uh, if, uh, sexual harassment can only happen if certain requirements are met. So, uh, harassment is harassment. So, depending, and I am of the opinion then that uh, primarily, it is the victim or the supposed, supposed the employee na nakaramdam ng harassment that could say that it is an harassment. So I think uh, it should be respected. But what's very critical in that particular appreciation, kung naharas pa ako o hindi, are the things that are defined under the law and the policy. So again, the definition could be broadened by the policy of the company. But if we're going to talk about what harassment lang under the law is, ito yung nangyayari when... Um, a particular, a senior in your workplace, a more senior than you, someone who has moral ascendancy over you, could be your boss, anyone a higher ranking than you, kahit hindi diretso, but someone who has influence in the work that you do, who makes a um, a demand in exchange of a sexual favor. Okay, So may nuance din yung particular na yun. Um, the demand um, can be not expressed. Ibig sabihin, kaya hindi niya sabihin na, um, oh, if you do this, um, I'll give you a promotion, etc. If you're not, um, I would demote you, etc. Even the act, kung, if what's, uh, kung ano yung kapalit of that favor, uh, if kaya hindi siya expressed, okay lang. Kasi the law interprets it or our law interprets it as something na given na eh. The reason why you are asking this, because you have moral ascendancy and you could influence the potential outcome of the uh, discussion or conversation. So that's the new ones. So when these things happen, uh, kunare, um, so that's the reason why I defined it. Marami kasing workplace romance na ngayare na not, not with someone who has moral ascendancy over you. Meron yung talagang occupying the same position as you. There, it's hard to label it as sexual harassment as is. 
but, but again, it could be broadened by the policy of the company. So I think that's the first thing that you should look at is the status again of your partner or or the one, uh, not partner, I'm sorry, the one that you are accusing of harassment. Okay? Because it, it could not be sexual harassment, but it could be harassment in another law or rule. So that's the first thing uh, you should, when you experience any harassment, if, if it falls down in the, if it could be identified as a sexual harassment based on the, uh, what you call this, I hope, um, appropriate definition that I provided, then there are specific things that, that should happen. If you report it, um, the particular company should form the coding. Uh, what's the meaning of Cody? I'll, I'll try to provide if I could recall later. But this is the body that's created whenever whenever a employee would complain of harassment. So highly confidential yung Cody na yun. Um, hindi lalabas yung usap mo dun. Kailangan the, the members of that particular group or committee should um, keep everything with high confidence. So safe space yun. You could say anything. So if you are... If you are alleging sexual harassment, that's the approach. You should voice it out. Okay? I mean, any form of harassment, you should. So being politically correct lang about it. no. But that's the path. If it's um, a senior or a someone who's occupying moral ascendancy over you. If it's not, then you can undergo as well, depending on the policy of the company. So for HR, dapat confidential pa rin yung ganong approach. But yun nga, hindi kasi apples to apples yung comparison. Dapat Hindi siya, kumbaga, the expectation is not immediate na there's a committee, etc., etc., di ba? But what we, what we can do is that for the, the alleged victim is to provide a, um, kung hindi siya comfortable, tanungin muna niya yung sarili niya if, he's willing, if she's willing to to voice it out and complain. It's really hard. It's really hard for, I mean, uh, women to be in the workplace talaga. Kasi the moment na magreklamo ka, um, sad to say, may impression na rin sa'yo kagad eh, di ba? Both ways, parang, mm-hmm. uh, ay, naabuso siya, ay, ganito siya, di ba? Parang, ay, bakit niya ginawa yun, etc. I'm not saying that those are correct, ha? It's the reality that women face in the workplace, eh. That's why may resistance in voicing out. So, it's really challenging. It's really challenging. So, the best situation sana is if she, if she can be assured or if she really genuinely trusts the company, na kapag nagsalita siya, protected pa rin siya, even if hindi siya covered yung sexual harassment na aspect, di ba? In most of the companies that I work for, ganun naman. So, may high confidence kahit hindi shoot na shoot doon sa sexual harassment na definition. Kahit harassment lang in general. Because, because that's the correct approach. But that determination should come from the alleged victim of the harassment. Kasi nga, meron, merong, there, there are things uh, unwritten eh, na may certain implications kagad sa kanya. That's why it's really difficult for women. So once magkaroon siya ng, ng strength to voice out and share those things, the best approach really is to report it. Report it pa rin. Tama ka naman doon. And thank you for also highlighting the realities that that's really happening naman talaga na kapag you report it, di ba, parang minsan talaga na chichismis ka pa, na parang na yeah. bad life. So for for women naman na talagang they experience the harassment, do these victims have to present a piece of physical evidence to back up their complaint? Their affidavit or sworn statement should suffice already. That's, I mean, based on my experience, uh, that's also naman an ad, uh, not an advantage but a plus in the situation. Because as how, as how I appreciate it as a labor practitioner, this individual would not put it into writing if it, I mean, I would give it more weight because 
if 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 she's willing, that's why I'm I, I'm telling earlier. If she's willing to report and write those things, those situations down, I would take it as a uh, what do you call it? it adds more credibility because she is aware of the potential backlash that she could get. So for me, um, that's the best evidence that she could provide initially. But of course, if she could provide screenshot, if it's a conversation that the harassment is happening, provide those things. It's best if we could inform the employee that the mere fact that she's willing to put this, uh, these things down in writing in, in a form that she's willing to sign should already give her the confidence that this should be taken seriously. Actually, naisip ko din yan. Eh. Kasi parang ang hirap din naman i-prove kung wala kang basis and baka bumalik din dun sa victim yung game. Yes. So, actually, na-encounter ko na rin to personally years ago. Um, I'm thankful naman na hindi na umabot sa HR. Pero napaisip talaga ako na do, do the, these victims have to present evidence so that hindi babalik sa kanila. And thank you for for that information. But on a lighter note naman, Doy, um, based mm-hmm. on a reported data, the incidence of sexual harassment naman is significantly low in comparison to the number of long relationship initiated in the workplace. So, let's say talagang sobrang feeling mo talaga worth it and siya na yung dawan, ganyan. What should these lovers in the workplace do if they decided to get married? Should they disclose it to the company or should one of them resign? I think relevant na rin to dun sa nasabi ko earlier, ano? Um, kasi for me, the fact of marriage is less of a significance. Kasi if they are already in that particular relationship, um, kubaga, the boyfriend-girlfriend and the married relationship, uh, for me, I think, malit lang yung difference na sa mata ng kumpanya. It's the same thing because what, what they are trying to avoid, they don't want to give undue advantage to another individual because, because of their relationship. I think with more reason why if they're married, no? Uh, for me, it should be disclosed, not just when they are mar- actually married, na, but even at the time that they are actually starting the relationship. Kasi ang, my point, ang point ko dyan, the fact alone that they are considering not disclosing it, there's conflict. Kumbaga, they, are, they can already see the potential repercussions or potential challenges of the relationship. Eh. So for me, magandang pamantayan na yun kaagad. If they are thinking of not disclosing it because it could affect something, they should already disclose it. Kasi it's harder if they don't. Diba? Kasi, I mean, it could it could potentially be telling lies, diba? And providing machinations pa to not naman, uh, what you call this, not naman cheat on the company. Pero uh, the fact na gusto nilang itago or kinoconsider nilang itago, medyo may mali na dun sa akin. When I was reading an article about workplace relationship, there's this study conducted by the Society of Human Resource Management. They indicated that about 70% of organizations do not have a formal workplace romance policy. However, to those that do, like I believe IBM, Pfizer, and sa US at I think Walmart, they typically permit but discourage lateral romances and prohibit hierarchical Romances. So some organizations naman advise workplace romance na i-disclose mo. And there's this such thing as you have to sign a consensual relationship agreement. So can you please tell us what a consensual relationship agreement is? Uh, I mean, Diane, uh, to be honest, I have yet to encounter this particular uh, document. But um, based on how I appreciate the situation ano, coming from a 
uh, a labor practitioner, I think this would just add ano eh, proof na, that they would not be doing anything that could uh, jeopardize their work. And later on, if they do, they could be held accountable for it. Parang ganun yung naisip ko dito. But personally nga, I have yet to encounter this this document. So And and um, for me, with or without this document, they could be held accountable. Um, I think deterrent lang to eh. Parang deterrent lang to na pwedeng gawin ng mga companies na, oh sige, mag-boyfriend-girlfriend kayo. But, and since you disclosed, at uh, gusto natin, you are uh, well aware of your responsibilities now that you declare that you are partners or in a romantic relationship, these are the parameters. These are the things that, that you should be aware of. So I think it's an effective, it could be an effective deterrent. But again, with or without those documents, um, it could be accomplished by, by mere discussion or nga, um, we could even make the argument that it should be common knowledge that when you are in the workplace and you develop a, a romantic relationship with a co-worker, boundaries should be created. So let's say there's this manager or top executive fell in love with his secretary. Shepard, medyo ano yun, di ba? Shepard, they work. Marami yan. Mm-hmm. So, sa tingin mo ba, from your uh, legal perspective, are consensual relationship agreements a solution or it could it prevent sexual harassment in the workplace? It could be because it's 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 a black and white document. Eh. Um, maraming, maraming bagay sa HR na, or when it comes to labor practice na, deterrent schemes for me, kung tawagin. I mean, how I refer it. Um, mas malaki yung impact when they are seeing it black and white and they are appreciating the potential repercussion in black and white. It could help. Uh, but even without it, I think it's best if we if we could provide it in the trainings, in the discussions with HR, the limitations of, of certain activities in the workplace. So, and at the same time, ano lang siya eh, parang for me, it is a, medyo may pagka-surpresage siya, pero uh, it's a good to have. But I think I, I think not actually a necessity. Kasi if you, the, for me, in our discussion, top of mind lang, pumasok just now, I think you would only have this particular form if you are actively saying that you could have a relationship at the workplace. Meaning, uh, that's why, as a deterrent, for those that would show up and declare na they are in a relationship, they could say this. But again, if if you are if you are we're not encouraging in the first place, I think you could, you would already be starting to develop a culture that is saying that there are already boundaries in place. I I don't know if I made sense. I um parang ganon yung, yung impression ko doon sa situation if you have a consensual relationship agreement. Eh. So I think the better approach for me would really be to to to, to make it clear from the beginning that we don't encourage this. Um. In the occasion that you do, uh, please say to the man at the HR so you could talk about it and um, discuss the uh, discuss the potential repercussions or challenges that you could have should you decide to have a, a romantic relationship in the workplace. I agree with you that from the very start, there should be an awareness during training or orientation. Pa lang. 
so that they know. Kasi ang hirap din naman yun sabihin in the middle of their employment. So at least there's awareness to the employee that a company, um, if they're okay or discourages th- these types of relationship. Um, oh. One more thing. I got a voice request from a person asking how to deal with a messy breakup. So let's say na in love ka but it didn't work out eventually. I don't have any personal experience with this but can you please give us a bit of advice on how you should deal with your ex in the workplace? Can you really separate your emotions in the workplace? Or better ba na mag-resign ka na lang? That's why, I mean, again, parang, ano ko eh, parang I'm, I'm start, I mean, even me, parang I'm starting to hear myself as ano eh, a killjoy, you know? Pero, <laughs> you, would, you would not be having, I mean, let's go to the root of the problem. You would not be having the, the problem if, if you did not engage in the beginning in the relationship. So sabihin na natin you weren't able to avoid it and it happens. You should be already aware that this is really how it would happen. Ano to eh, a challenge din, um, what you call this, for, for men, for me, ah, for men, sa workplace. Kasi, uh, what if, nangyari nga, di ba? Uh, talagang nagkainlaban naman sila sa workplace, di ba? And, but by some reason or another, they broke up. If I'm the manager and I broke up with someone, sa workplace, mag-iingat na ako. Kasi, we don't know kapag um, yung actions ko could be taken na uh, against me after and kasi hiwalay na kami, di ba? So parang, it's really, you you are placing yourself in a very tight situation na, for me, hindi rin deserve, nung, hindi mo rin deserve, uh, kahit lalaki ka pa o babae, di ba? So, um, but going back to the question and how to un, uh, handle X in the workplace, uh, ano ba? Um, siguro what I could say is uh, just stay professional. Easier said than done. Um, kumbaga, if you could ask for a transfer, mas malayo dun sa kanya. If it's a, if it's a possibility, do it. Um, if you are comfortable resigning, uh, that's your choice. Pero laging last resort yan, depending on the situation mo. If you could afford to lose work. Um, but if it's not, that those are the things that's uh, coming into my mind. If a transfer is a possibility, do it. Especially if higher ranking yung, yung partner mo in that particular department. No? And if there's anything wrong that would happen, take it outside. Siguro kapag ka meron kayong uh, messy interaction sa loob, if always remember that um, as an employee, you've already surrendered some of your freedom. Eh. That's a reality. In exchange of the in exchange of the work, so always keep in mind that um, you are in a controlled environment. So wag kang padala sa galit, wag kang padala sa uh, inis. Kung may ginawa mong bali yung partner mo sa yon, no? then deal with it outside. Okay. Ta and then uh, what you call ano pa ba? Um, I think critical that uh, if you are going to do anything, uh, make sure that walang maging evidence. Kasi baka uh, you say something sa kanya, you send it through a message or kahit email pa, di ba? Uh, try to avoid those things. Kumbaga, if it could be, at, if it could be attached to your uh, capacity or fitness to be trusted by the company, try to avoid it. So siguro, inas, ilabas mo na lang yung or sa labas mo uh, iparating yung mga bagay na uh, you want to, to happen or tell this person. Yeah. Thank you, Doi, for giving us a legal and HR perspective when it comes to this. 
a lot of yeah. people kasi are considering confessing their feelings to their colleague anytime soon. So, thank you for giving Nako. us a guide and wisdom to weigh the possible consequences of yes. their confession, di ba? But what is your... Baka hindi na sila mag-confess. <laughs> <laughs> Oo nga, mapapaisip sila. Ang KJ naman nitong uh-huh. guest ni, ni Trey. <laughs> Para wag na lang pala. <laughs> As a friend, sige, sa mga listeners natin, or as a kuya, what's your advice to Gen Zs or ang mga younger millennials that are currently romantically involved in the workplace and to those who are planning to get into it? Discernment talaga. Um, discern, um, think of it yung end-to-end. As you've said, we talked about breaking up, di ba? Um, consider those things. It could happen while you are still at work, working with each other, um, if you're really up for the challenge, I'm already saying it is a challenge, then try it by all means. Um, but after having that discernment, man up or woman up. <laughs> Para gender neutral, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Deal with the, the, the consequences after the discernment. Because you already know, I mean, you, you've already seen the potential things that could happen. Uh, but circling back to what I've said, if you could avoid it, avoid it. Mas maraming uh, potential avenues sa labas ng workplace. But I think, yun nga, because we're interacting consistently with these people, uh, we might be developing certain emotions towards them, di ba? Deliberate talaga. Before jumping into anything, do it. That's my advice. And based on my personal experience, ako kasi, I, I have been on the... Um, I've experienced workmates na I think affected my performance. Kumbaga, I have I, I used to have a boss, a manager, um, that has illicit affair with another co-worker. So, when when I had, so kaya, kaya siguro ako killjoy. Because it, it really affects the, it really affects the, um, the environment. Diba? So, again, going back na, if the main goal is for us to perform our optimal work in the workplace, uh, considering these things could negatively impact those things. So, um, better that we j- just really try to avoid it. Tama ka dyan, tama ka dyan. Um, To those who are listening right now sa episode nito, I mean, navigating the twists and turns of a serious office romance can really be difficult. I mean, emotions, diba? It can really complicate things. But I sure. guess knowing what's important to our listeners and also being flexible with the outcome and understanding the risks as well, as as you've mentioned yeah. earlier, diba? It, re- it really can help you come up with a good decision. Talagang kailangan pag-iisipan mo because there are possible consequences. It can either be a good risk or a bad risk. And from personal experience, I know how untainable the heart can be. And kung ikaw, mahal mo rin yung career mo, you really have to think twice before you jump into that kind of situation. But, you know, um, let's not forget the greater good of the organization. And the team always needs to be a priority. Um, if ever they will be um, seeking for more HR or legal advice, since we're running out of time, pumapatakang metro, <laughs> where they can where <laughs> they find you? Dito, so I'm... I'm... I'm uh, working kasi as a uh, labor lawyer for a particular company, so private company siya. So, siguro any, um, I cannot uh, practice outside, I mean, if I may say. So, but um, if they want to consult as a friend, not, uh, ay, oh, ma- as a friend. Iba na pala yung meaning ng as a friend. Huwag <laughs> pala yun. May asawa na ako. <laughs> Ang tawag dito. Um, 
if they want to interact and somehow siguro um, just want to have a friendly advice regarding things not officially that's what I'm trying to say I cannot make official advice as a lawyer because of my obligation because of the obligation that I already have uh, with my uh, current organization so um, paano ba? Uh, I have a Twitter it's uh, attorney doy at attorney doy oh. Oh, okay. So I think that's that that's 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 the only account that I maintain public eh, because um ad- other things uh naka private so baka hindi nila makikita. All right. Well, thank you so much, Doy. And if some of our listeners think that they have finally found the one, do not be afraid to embrace the change that comes with taking that major life step. That is all for today. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to share this with your family and friends online. If you have a topic request that you want me to discuss, send me a voice message to anchor.fm slash 123 message. And if you are feeling generous to support my podcast and its advocacy, visit the link that I will include in the episode description.